This podcast includes explicit language and sensitive topics that some may find offensive. All views expressed belong to the individual speaking and not a representation of any entity that we have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. It's a chance to back out now. That being said, if, if not, not, enjoy, enjoy the, the show. show. Five. I need everybody to understand it's going to be so much pain along this journey. Four. What does sacrifice mean to you? Three. We would call a lot of things generation curses. Two. It took a little bit for everyone to warm back up to me. One. And we're back. Episode two. It's your boy, Mike B. And always, my buddy, my pal, my brother. Yeah, man. Neighborhood therapist, man. Y'all know what it is. But I'm just a soul whose intentions are good. Oh, Lord, please don't let me be What's going on, bro? Man, ain't nothing to talk about, bro. I don't want to play this episode, man. I'm feeling the type of way. Why you feel some type of way, bro? Because I always feel some type of way. I just don't say nothing. Oh, man. You and your emotions. Yeah, what man. is it now? No, that's that's what they say. They like to blame it on emotions and shit. But I I, I, I fail to, to see where the issue is with a man expressing himself. Bro. And then motherfuckers always want to talk about Oh, pull your skirt down. Oh, you so emotional. Oh, ho, ho, ho. You ain't right. gonna get those words from me. I'm just <laughs> saying you showing your emotions right now. Hey, man, you know. When you do that, I know something's up. What's up? <laughs> but before we get into that, man, I gotta go into my little segment. Like I said, man, I gotta keep with tradition. So yo, Mike. Oh God, here we real, go. Real quick. Real quick, yo, Mike. Let me ask you a question, bro. Uh, how is it that you're able to, let's take the brotherhood instance. How is it that you're able to trust the brotherhood and you leave your lady around them while, let's say, you go to the store or something like that? I want you to really think about that before you answer that, though. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about that. <laughs> to leave your lady around a bunch of men, scavengers, vultures, and well, trust that nothing is going to happen. Well, to tell the two coins. Yeah, I think about it like this. One, and the number one reason why is I trust my lady. And she ain't gonna cross those lines. That that I ain't worried about ever. And two, if they really my boys, they wouldn't dare try. They know better. You feel me? Okay. So like, if if people are truly, they say your friends, like brothers, family, they ain't gonna never cross that line. But that's just that's just me. That's just me. Look, you don't. What's the what's the saying? You don't eat where you. Sh- 
point blank period. Mm. That's a fact. I respect that. I respect that. That's, a, that's it. That's it. Uh, you know, that, it was. It's, it's always quick, man. The yo, your mic segment is always quick. It's nothing too <laughs> heavy. It's, you know, thoughts over the years that I've always had that I just don't say nothing. I got you. I understand that. But if so, we're speaking about thoughts uh, that I've always had and I don't say nothing. Oh, uh, here we go. So what are we talking about now? Come on, man. So we always have these little fire sessions. They pop up. You know, it's it's cute. But I think today just gonna have to be a fire ass episode because I'm gonna start it up, and I just I'm just gonna alley oop it, bro, and you just gonna have to slam dunk it, bro, because I'm pretty sure you feel how I feel. It's just that you a little bit more mild mannered when it comes to it. But believe it or not, I haven't really spoke on the shit. I, I I think I know where you about to go with this, and uh, yeah, totally totally agree. Fuck it. because it's something that has to be explained in this entirety and we can't explain it for everybody but for ourselves like this is it we here with it so sacrifices and generational curses now i can sit here and start flipping out and blacking out like they really want me to but no i'm gonna try to do this the educator route all right what does sacrifice mean to you Sacrifice. So what sacrifice means to me basically is you're giving up something. Basic the definition people would use. But when I think more so of sacrifice, um it's it's giving up something that you want to do or something you want to be more specific for something else. That's or a greater cause in, in the future. That's 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 what I believe the true definition of sacrifice is. Mm. So with that being said, you asked me what the problem is. So let me just go straight into the goddamn fire episode. Right. I think I've gotten to the point where we're about to hit 30 years old and Knocking on the door. <laughs> and, and I've been speaking to a lot of my peers, and I think we all feel the same way. It's, it's, it's either half of us feel the same way, and the other half are just completely like in a state of loss. It's, 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 they don't understand where to go next, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas the rest of us feel like, man, we're just not doing enough. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. We'll say that for another episode. But what I'm striving to say is everybody around you expect so much shit out of you and when you superseding these expectations and even the expectations that they want you to fail it's still not a fuck enough bro like i got family members that i just cannot speak to anymore because it's like here i am i didn't sacrifice this time of my life to get it going to grind to do things that you know my parents didn't have the opportunities to do mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and so that means I got to find ways how to do this. Nobody's teaching me this. Nobody knows how to do it. <laughs> you know so what, I'm, what I've really gotten pissed off with, and um, a lot of people are going to be like, man, that's deep. I've actually gotten to the point where I've dead ass cut my family off for the time being. That don't mean forever. It's just right now, at, towards the end of my grind season, because I feel like it's about to be over. I'm about to be done, where I've accomplished most of everything that I need to accomplish and mm-hmm. now it's going to be maintenance at this point. 
But yo, bro, I feel like the the higher you climb the ladder, the more your own, it's not even friends and all that other stuff. It's family. Family will like grab you by your jeans, bro, and just pull and yank and yank. And you looking down at them like, yo, what are you doing? I have to climb this ladder so that I can follow, oh, figure out a blueprint, not follow, but figure out a blueprint to build you an escalator up here. So you don't have to climb. I understand what you're saying, bro. I understand what you're saying. So my frustration is not just with family, though, bro. My frustration is with society, everything in general, bro. I'm just fed the fuck up because I'm meeting people mm-hmm. and they're like, well, I want this. This is old to me. I want to get this and this and that. I'm like, all right, what you doing to get it? What are you sacrificing? Sacrificing? Nobody got time for that. You know what I'm saying? And then, oh, nobody got time for that. I don't got time for this. Just give it to me. Uh, uh, the money's not coming fast enough. Uh, I quit. Huh? You've been here for a week. Yeah. What you here for? Exactly. I, bro, you preach it. You preach you know it right now. So I'm just, I'm, I think it's just a matter of all these years. I'm just fed up, man, because when I think about our stories, all the way back from P-Town, bro. Like, as a youth, I felt like I was sacrificing back then because it was plenty, plenty, plenty of women. Just what's up? You coming over tonight? You doing this and this? I'm like, nah, I'm good. Like, I got to focus on X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So I sacrificed a lot of playtime. That's what I call it anyway. Playtime so that I can get to this point in my life where I have way more energy for now my wife. Cause I wasn't out there slinging wood to all these fucking females. Like you see what I'm saying? The little right, I get what you said. Yeah. The little thing. <laughs> people, people don't see. I, I don't think people see the two two sides of the coin for sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Because you can sacrifice in a good way, like how you describe it, and then you can sacrifice yourself or be someone who sacrificed so much and don't realize you're being a detriment to yourself. For like an example. Like there were, I guess there were like different situations that I, I placed myself in where I would choose to go play, uh, let's just say play a game or something or, or just happen to go to an event instead of actually just staying home and studying or staying home and getting, getting a certain part of the project done earlier, which I'm sacrificing the wrong thing. I'm sacrificing my time. Mm-hmm. and not completing my work. When there's other times where I sacrifice my last dollar, I know I may not have it, but the person who's asking for it or the cause I'm giving it to really needs it. Come on, talk that shit, bro. Talk. <laughs> talk so, nice, bro. <laughs> so, sacrifice, like, people don't realize, like, they say, oh, you've been such a great success. They don't realize the sacrifice and the struggles that come with it. That's why when people say, oh, would you like to be like such and such celebrity? More times than not, I'm saying nah, because I don't know what they had to sacrifice to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Like, we always hear about these stories about these actors and actresses, comedians, com- everything about how they were on their last dime. They were living out of their car mm-hmm. before the major thing hit. I'm not trying to live anybody else's life. I'm trying to live my own. I already got my own sacrifices that I'm making to get to where I want to be. So when people always look at the glitz and the glamour, they'd be like, oh, I'm going to be like Jay-Z. Do you actually know what Jay-Z had to go through to grind to get to where he's at right now? 
Do you know what Idris Elba had to do? Did you know what Kevin Hart had to do? Like these people have shared their stories. And when people don't actually listen to them and heed the warnings about stay away from that, or you have to sacrifice this to get to where you want. It, it, it is mind boggling. So I do understand the sentiment. It, it really is mind boggling. It's a fact, bro. And and when you're speaking about sacrifices, let me just lay out some of the ones that I personally had to sacrifice. I'm talking about birthday parties, engagements. Wink, wink. In fact, <laughs> I missed a couple of funerals. Some funerals I didn't miss because that was, you know, by law. I just had to. But what they don't tell you is because I'm in Texas and the funeral is so sudden. I got to pay a thousand dollars to get home. We talking about a thousand dollars for somebody that was a college student that didn't have that type of bread. So I'm putting a thousand dollars on a credit card, something that I don't even want to use in the first place. But I got to get there because if I don't go to the funeral, now everybody looking at me crazy. Like, oh, wow. You know what I mean? How you not come to such and such funeral, bro? Like, that's wow. You know what I mean? Let's talk about that. You see what I'm saying? Let's also talk about how nobody sees the fact that, and again, I'm just speaking for myself. I'm out here. Dolo, bro. My whole life, everybody that I know, everybody that I've grown up with was in another place. So I came down here solo, dolo, rocking, doing my best, trying to figure this out. So anytime I'm in go mode and it's a pack of three or four homies that got a problem with me, what I'm doing, I'm standing 10 toes down, handling that dolo by myself. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And yeah. it, get, it get to a place where it's just like, damn, like, I had to fuck catch myself from getting mad at my homies because I'm like, damn, I wonder if they know what I'm going through. Do they even care? Because my squad, my squad still together. I'm out here, though. But when I started to speak to y'all one by one, I realized that y'all was going through your own thing individually, too. And it's y'all. we just don't say nothing. That's why I said that. that's why it's so much pent up frustration to me because I'm like, yo, yeah. How do I feel this way? And my brothers, you know, I love them to death. We all feel the same goddamn same way and we're not saying nothing. That's, <laughs> that's why I'm fed up. That's why I'm fed up. Like, I want, it, I want to put it out there. Yeah. So we got this podcast. We got this. I want everybody in the world that's listening to this to understand. Stop holding that shit in. Yes, we get it. You make your sacrifices to get it. And even the people around you, that's bullshit. And don't get me wrong, because I got some people around me that I feel like they want every goddamn thing handed to them. They don't know what sacrifice means. And when you try to show them what sacrifice is to get to a better place, they just don't care. They don't want to see it. And they want to take everything from you. Well, you yep. got it. You can give me some. Don't be stingy. Like, fuck out of here. That's how I feel about it. I'm not being nice about this shit. I, this Yo. is how I feel about it. Yo. Yeah, no, you're right, though. You're right, though. Because, like, I can even remember. Hey, I've sacrificed going away from college. I'm away from my family one. I'm usually, I was always around my family. Two, I was on a football scholarship. So I had to make that sacrifice to do what I need to do. All my friends and families back home, like, the brotherhood knew I was fine, but I ain't talk to you guys like that on a frequent like I should have. I was putting all my time and effort in school, football, and everything I need to do up there. So I, I completely understand, like, we all went through our ish. 
Like even when I came home and started reconnecting with everybody, it took it took a little bit for everyone to warm back up to me, <laughs> which makes sense because I've been I was gone for so long. I was gone for let's say over six years because uh, the the end of, the end of end of my high school career got even crazy mm-hmm. when I was doing everything and I'm doing better of showing it to you guys because mm-hmm. we talk about it more. Um, we're getting to the point where we're like yo. There's no point to hold secrets. It's like, yo, let's yeah, talk. Yeah, that make that's important, man. I think people got to hear that again. Say that again, bro. We're at the point where it's just no more secrets. We just got to talk, talk it out, let it out, and, and basically show you're not the only. You're not by yourself. Yeah, that, that's really what it is. Is you're not by yourself. It's like when me and you got back on a regular regiment of just making sure we talk to each other and just seeing what's up. When we, you know, me and you, we just, a phone call, it connects like this. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, yo, what up, bro? He'll be like, what up, Mike? Or you call me and you know something wrong. It's, it's just, it's just that, that sacrifice of all that time before it makes it easy. I guess it made it easier for us to realize that we needed each other even more now than we did when we, when we were younger. It's a fact. I respect that, man. Uh, I want yeah. you to uh, elaborate on that. Tell me. Tell me how you feel about generational curses in regards to sacrifice and striving to change your generational and the history of things that you know to be true and toxic things in your family that you've seen. And you're like, you know, I don't want that for me. I don't want that for my kids. Like, talk to me about that. So, all right, I'm just focused on the general curse, uh, generational curses part. Mm -hmm. We've always heard that. Through and through, ever since you're young. Oh, generational curse this, generational curse that, with certain stuff, especially if you're in church. But I wonder if people actually know the true understanding of that definition. Uh, because even, even me just doing my little research here and there, I, I, I came to another understanding about generational curses. We would call a lot of things generational curses. But I found the new word for it. Mm. Generational consequences. Talk to me. It was from a pastor, right? And, and the way he laid it out is that let's say in the in the Bible, God always talks about your generations, right? Mm-hmm. And people would then go and question, right? Let's say let's say let's just take general curses as what people know it as. It's a curse that's passed down from generation to generation. Yep. If God really, really, really loves you, why would he pass down a curse on your family? And when the pastor said that, it got me thinking. I was like, yo, matter of fact, he he probably right. Because let's just for my Christian upbringing, this is just for me. One the Lord will never give you more than you can bear. That's one of the mm-hmm. ones that people hear. God is love. That's another one that everybody hear, right? So if God loves you, why is he putting you through all this bad things, right? And But the other thing is, he'll never give you more than you can bear, right? So now with him speaking on the consequence, he starts saying that just because your father did a sin, and let's say it could be a, very bad thing, like let's just say very promiscuous, right? 
sexual and all that good stuff. Sex left and right. His son doesn't necessarily has to be promiscuous. It's there. The chance of him doing it is there. Mm-hmm. But the choice is on him. So instead of it actually being a curse, it's a choice. When you change it to making it a choice, which consequence do you want? Do you want the same general consequence that your father went through with all these different women and continue to pass down the behavior? Or do you want to change that behavior and sacrifice that ideal? 100%. So me, me playing, me playing the, the, the advocate as, as usual. Yeah. What would you say to the upbringing that we have in the hood about all right, if you were hoeing the streets? I'm talking about dudes. Dudes, if you hoes in the streets and you have daughters, she's going to get dragged when she, you know, as she get older. That's that's common. That's common between us and the hood. We really do say that type of negative stuff. Um, and that's where the whole saying of, you know, when when us like for me, example, when I have nieces and I know for a fact that they're dads were out there wilding, I got guns for days. And I tell my nieces that all the time. I know I'm joking, <laughs> with, them. I'm joking with them, but it's one of those things where it's like, I kind of, it's kind of been programmed in my mind. Like my, my niece might have to go through some struggles with young men because of actions of her father. Karma, in a sense. What so, do you say about that? So... Glad that you said that. So going back to what I was saying earlier about the father's sins mm-hmm. or sins of the father. Sins, yeah, sins, sins of the father. father. Like I was saying, it goes back to a choice because at let's think about it like this. In that moment in time, that little girl always will have the choice. Do she wants to sleep with this guy and that guy and this guy and that guy? Or does she want to keep herself as some people try to do? Or does she like only this guy? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's still, I, yes. Yes. Like the sins of the father can travel, but mm-hmm. they doesn't don't necessarily have to. It's, it's basically like, you got to think about it like this. Let's look at some NFL players. Why is that you go look at their family background? Just an example. Doesn't, not everyone. It's examples. I'll give examples. Mother was on drugs. Mm-hmm. Father was never there. Mm-hmm. Family lived in a trailer. Barely make scraps. Mm-hmm. Just getting by. Why do we have these stories where these young men from those same neighborhoods make it out? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So with that being said, is that it goes to show you that general curses are generational curses aren't actually curses. Curses, they're more consequence because it's people's choices in the matter. Because let's say it like this: we have plenty of dudes who had the ability to make it to all these different leagues. True, but did they make the sacrifices to actually level themselves up to get there? I don't think so. You see what I mean? Otherwise, Shit, every, I'm one of them. <laughs> look, look, both of, look, look, if I if we focus more on football than anything, we both could we both could have had our chances. Please, we, we know people who were around us who were up there. 
<laughs> I, I think I, I will, I'm gonna be honest with myself. I think football more you than me, um, because you were you were you were hungry for it. My thing was boxing. I love the mm-hmm. fight. I love the technique of it, um, and I, I like the spar. So I think I like when when I was gonna go Golden Gloves, I literally self destructed on purpose and said, "No, I don't want to do this because they told me if you register your hands and you fight somebody in the streets, you're gonna go to jail." You see what I'm saying? So, and, and so in a sense, it's like, yeah, you know, so in a sense, it's like I didn't want to make that sacrifice to do that. So I no, I agree with you. I'm with you. Generational curses. I like to flip it. We need to flip it on its head and say generational consequence. I like that. <laughs> I, I, you taught me something today, brother. I appreciate that. I, I can't take all the credit. I guess uh I ain't gonna name drop, but I gotta give the credit to that uh, pastor in uh, Texas. That's all I'm gonna say. He, he's in oh, Texas. Okay. Oh, he in Texas. Yeah. yeah. Well, he in Houston. Nah, 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 nah. Oh, I'm to get in Dallas actually. Oh, yeah, in D Town. Shout out to D Town. Okay, all right. Sacrifices and generational consequences. Mm. You need to let people know. And I'll, I'll, I'll go first and I'll let you rock next, man. We need to let people know everybody won't make it. Oh, yeah. If you're on the train to whatever your definition of success is and you're close to it or you get there, there's going to be a plenty of stops where some people are not going to get on. There's going to be plenty right. of stops that you overlap the stop. And each time you come back for the stop, you're sitting here looking for that person. Like, yo, bro, come on. Hey, chick, come on. Yo, you know, I'm, I'm waiting on you. Come on, come through. The train can't stop for them. If they don't catch the train, they miss it. That's just what it is. Everybody won't make it. And I think that is the hardest thing about this because us as human beings, as cold-hearted as we think we are, you still feel how you feel about the people that you love. And if they're not standing next to you, prime example, I'll speak for myself. Homie BN is not here. And it tears me up every day because it's like, these are the things we spoke about. Me and him had brutal conversations. Hey, bro, soon as you move to Houston, bro, it's going down. I'm coming down here, <laughs> the damn city down. That's what we're doing. I'm like, bro, relax, son. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But that's the only thing that's tapped in my mind now. And now it's like, here I am. Finally sacrificed it all. And now it's like, where my, where my boy at? Where my road dog? That's what we're talking about. Everybody won't make it. And you gotta, you can't put yourself in a state of depression over that. That's that's huge. That's huge. Nobody wants that to talk is. about that. Yeah. Yeah. You can't always bring everybody along. You gotta let them do what they gotta do. It's up to them. It's in their timing. If they wanna catch the train or just be left behind. Mm-hmm. Which takes me to my next point. I need everybody to understand it's going to be so much pain along this journey. It's unavoidable. If you are seriously talking about pursuing, um, changing things that your family used to do that you feel is to- uh, toxic or negative, then you want to be the, you know, the one to bring light to the family and to the family name and, you know, just change the the way that you do things in life in general, you're going to feel pain. Yes, sir. And it hurts like a motherfucker. I'm not going to lie. I still got the scars, bro. 
I walk with the scars, bro. Sacrifice is a lot. Like, I can go back college. Mm. I don't know if you can say this, but I can honestly say my spring break. You know what my spring break was? Coming home to relax. I didn't go anywhere. Mm. No, it was coming home. I didn't go no Miami, no Cancun, no, no out of this. No, my spring break was going home because I just needed to reload my batteries and recharge. It's like I see, I saw those people traveling and whatnot. I'm like, I'm good. I can travel, but I'm good right now. I'll get to that point. I'd rather travel when I'm retired and chilling. I ain't got to worry about nothing. See now, now, now you gonna make me spark up, man. Here hey, you go. I was, I was so good, so 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 good. I was doing so good. So maybe this will help somebody. Okay, I'm 29 years old. I've been sacrificing for a long time, but the ultimate sacrifice came to me came when I went to college, met my now wife. And I sat down and had a conversation with her and I said, listen, y'all, y'all met her on the, the previous episode. I said, listen, if you can trust in me and we could sacrifice our 20s. Now, when you say something like that to somebody, they immediately gonna look at you like you're crazy. Yep. What are you talking about? Sacrifice my 20s? My 20s. I said, yo, if we can sacrifice our 20s, not the whole 20s, just it's gonna be most of it because we don't have anything to um, look at it for an example. Now, down the road, I'm not going to lie, you know, family members started kicking up and they was doing real big numbers and doing real big things. You know, that's what's up. Congratulations to them. Like that, you no, know, real for real for them. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about me and her. We had to become our own real models. We had to do mm-hmm. things differently. Nobody was teaching. And nobody in our family had ever, like, went through the college situation and done it the way we did it. We killed it on a different level. But I told her, I said, yo, look, we're going to sacrifice this right here, this 20s, so that when we turn 30 and above, debt, traveling, things like that is going to be a small thing to us. You talking about family coming to us, talking about, hey, you know, you think you got $100, you know, my Mm. light bill, bill do stuff like that. Right now, it's hard. But I'm talking about when we hit 30, bro, I mean this with every fiber in my body, bro, because y'all saw me actually put in this work and sacrifice, bro. When I hit yeah, that 80s bracket, bro, and really, I'm about to supersede that, bro. It might happen this year already. But <laughs> bro, when family finally comes to me, it's going to be one of those things where I'm gonna be like, you know what? Do me a favor. Give me your account number. I'm talking about your electric bill account number. Let me go on your online portal. I'm going to hit them up and put my card on file for a year. And tell them to auto pay that. I'm not gonna tell you that though, because mm-hmm. you you'll take advantage of it. I ain't gonna lie to you. Family will do you crazy, bro. I ain't, gonna, I ain't even gonna lie. But the whole point is, you want to get to a space where it's, you're not worrying about money, you're not worrying about monetary things. So when you said traveling and all that, I do that in my thirties, bro. I stand behind that a hundred percent, bro. I'm going acon nuts in the thirties, bro, as long as they don't go crazy with these vaccination passports, but that's not here nor there. That's another story. <laughs> <laughs> you have to throw that in there, bro. Yeah, bro. They trip on that bullshit right now, but 
I'm just saying, bro, I'm with you, fam. Like, you yeah. got to sacrifice. And I'm not saying sacrifice that big because a lot of people can't commit to that. I understand. I'm not telling you yeah. to sacrifice your 20s. Like, that's just me. I'm crazy like that. I'm built like that. Because I've <laughs> well, seen a vision. Exactly. And, and when when I'm saying not take, don't get me wrong. I took my vacations when I when I could have because you do need to do you need your moments yeah, you to recharge break. and yeah. get away. But I no, I'm not traveling two three times a year. I I see people who do it. Kudos to them. I am not jealous. But when have they fun. come home, they're still undead. That's the part that be blowing my mind. That is also true. But you but like like hey, who am I, bro? Make your memories. That's what I tell people, bro. If that's what's, that's what's going to make you happy, do what you got to do. For me, bro, I can't travel and come home to bills, bro. But my credit cards and and, and card notes and all, like, bro, I can't do it, bro. That's not peace to me. Yeah, I feel you on that, bro. There's no judgment to anybody else. Love is love. Nah. I still love you. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, you did bring up an interesting thing that I want to ask you about, especially you. Um, you you went to college. You played college sports. You played college. I mean, um, high school sports. Uh, you even played little league. So sports is ingrained in who you are. Am I correct or wrong? You're correct. Okay. So as a black man, melanated individual, how do you adjust to life after sports? As you get older. As you get older. So there's a couple of different ways people do it. One way that I do it, um, I found recreational leagues, you know, and I, I and I, I look at I look at that recreational league, not just being like just competition, just continuation of competition and playing the sport that I do love. But I also look at it as a way of it's another form of exercise for me at this point in time, because. When you're younger, you don't need to exercise as much, of course. People tell all the young people that. Mm-hmm. And then with, when you're playing the actual sport, you're always doing stuff for the team. So I look at recreational sports as a way to push me to keep myself in shape um, and not let myself get crazy. Because I, I look, it runs in my family, especially on my mama's side. I, I can tell you, there's some some people on my mama's side is, whew, I'm not trying to get like that. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be healthy. I'm not trying to die from any crazy things. That's why I, I, I sacrificed all that. Like, like I pay the money to play in these recreational leagues mm-hmm. to have to, to play the sport. I would oh, sacrifice. Yeah. If recreational so you like, leagues, a, like you pay like an annual stipend type of deal. It's you can say like a stipend, but it's not like annual. It's like per league. So let's say if the league lasts for three months, what is that? About eight games, eight regular season games, depending on how many teams and people run their leagues. And then you get some leagues they guarantee everyone making the playoffs. Other leagues you have to qualify for the playoffs. More times than that, I, I, my team is always in the playoffs, regardless. Um, you go. Here you go. <laughs> what? Look, I'm just saying. <laughs> so what is the end goal of you playing these recreational leagues? Because it's not you like know, you're going to go to the NFL, right? No, no, no. See, and, and that's the other thing when you play against certain teams 
in these flag football leagues, these tournaments and everything. This is what people do. They breathe, eat, sleep flag football. Go to these tournaments nationwide. There's even tournaments internationally now. Most people don't even realize that, how big like some of these recreational sports go. And people, this is what they, that's what they do for a living. Like, they have their own business or side hustle that they make a little bit of dough or they have this job that has very flexible hours and they play flag football. But do you get paid for that? I don't know if these individuals get paid for it, but when they win a champion, if you win a championship, they some 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 of these leagues have cash prizes. Other these leagues waive the week a league fee for the next season or so. Um, get trophies and everything, bro. It's 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 basically little league for adults. So for so for me asking life after sports for men, it's to me what I'm hearing is. Men don't ever want to give it up, which is why they continue to watch Sports Center, which is exactly. why ESPN continues that's the other thing. Yep. Like, huh? Okay. I, I guess that's just something us as men we have to kind of look in the mirror about. Yeah, definitely. And like, I know I can go overboard with sports at times. My sister has told me. <laughs> My fiance has told me. <laughs> But now, but sports is, has been a big part of my life. Why should I give it up unless I'm ready to? That's fair. I mean, it makes you happy, correct? Right? Yeah, and that's the other thing. I'm sacrificing doing other things that, one, I'm not as stressed. I'm living life. You know, I may get banged up or hurt now and then. That, that comes with the sport. That's football. But... I don't get down on it. It's just like I keep it pushing. Now, the only downfall about playing these recreational sports, you don't have the um, top of the top doctors and whatnot like you did when you played oh, yeah. football or not. Better have that, uh, that Blue Cross Blue Shield. That right, and if you bro. don't have insurance, it is a mother. Like, mm-hmm. like sometimes, sometimes I'll be, I, I actually honestly think this way when I play recreational sports and I have a real a real outlook on it because I'm doing it for fun. It's not like I'm getting paid to do this. If I have a major injury, mm-hmm. right, a major injury at this point now, because we're about to be 30, I'm done. I'm not rehabbing to come back and play. I'm, I'll rehab to come back to have a normal life and play, pick up football when I want to instead of having to play in the league or play basketball or run around when I have kids. Uh, no, I, if I have a major injury, I will completely stop. I'm not going to do it to myself. Like I've had one major injury before and that was with my shoulder, but I was still in my twenties <laughs> at that point in time. So I was like, Oh, I could recover and come back. It's not going to kill me. Which is, it's true. I did come back. But now, it look, I tear an ACL. I mess up a sh- my shoulder again. <laughs> my ankle. Like Achilles said the rupture. Bruh, I'm yeah. done. I am retiring. Oh, I'm hanging up my jerseys. <laughs> put a fort in them. <laughs> Bruh, you put a fort in my minute. Bruh, I'm not playing. Yo, 
Mike B will be done. But that's I the beauty be, of it, man. Yeah. Well, look, I love sports, but I, I'm not going to sacrifice the rest of my life to keep playing. Ah, uh, okay. There you go right there. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you, you, you brought up sis. Let me give you a hypothetical situation. Uh-huh. Well, really, let me just ask you a question. When sis calls you, is she calling to check on you or does, does she require something of you? You talking about my, my fiance there? No, mm. no, 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 no. Our sister. Oh, big sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when she oh. calls you, is she calling to check up on you or is she always calling requiring something from you? And if you don't feel comfortable answering that, let's let's do a hypothetical. No, 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 no. I can okay. I can answer that. No, we're good. Well, no, Keisha does both. You know, my sister, ever since I moved out, Keisha checks up on me on but, different points of time. The majority of the time, she's checking up on you. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's like, not, you it's like not, hey, Michael, what, what, y'all do, what y'all do? Like, I need this. It's a, bro, what's good? And then, yeah. boy, let me tell you, go handle that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's, exactly. But, but it's, it's always, I'm checking up on you first, right? Yeah, it's, it's okay. never asking me, just okay. to ask me to do, like, Right. My, my, if my sister really, if my sister needed something and needed a quick answer, she's not gonna call me just to do. It. She'll send me a quick text and be like, "Can you do this?" And if it's a yes or no, no answer, no. no. See, see, you lying. Say it in her right voice. Are you stupid? <laughs> All right, God, you can drop me off. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. Basically, that's what the text would say. And it it'd be like, oh, I can't sis, or yeah, I can. What time? Whatever. It, it's me and my sister. She calls and checks on me. I call and check on her. I call and check on my brothers when I can, even though I don't talk to them as frequently as I do Keisha. Hmm. But I still call and check up on them. Okay. I want to know know what's up. Make sure they're good. I don't call them just because I need some. Okay. So I want you to remember that it's a reason I'm asking this. Okay. Hypothetically. If Big Sis only called you when she needed something, how would you feel after all of these years? Be honest. I'd feel hurt more times than not. If my sister only calls me to get something from me, mm-hmm. it'd be I'd be like, all right, like really, sis? Like, because most most people who know me, if it comes to something very dire. Not even something very dire. If my sister needs it and I can get it, more times than not, I will get it. But I don't always have to do that because my sister has a way of handling stuff like that. My sister, my sister don't look for handing me out either. She she does what she has to do. No, no. This ain't even about big sis. It's just a hypothetical. Oh, yeah, I, no. I use sis because that was the closest thing I could think oh, of yeah. at the moment, right? No, so what I'm what I'm getting at is I want you to understand that there is a... So what you just told me, right, is a real-life world for you. Your sister checks up on you. Mm-hmm. What if I told you it's people out there that has similar family members? It may not be their sisters, but they got family members who hit them up constantly but never once ask them, how you doing? It's always, hey, you got $15? Oh, hey, no. you think you can give me a ride to such and such? I have I have those members. You ain't so, gotta worry about that. 
No, so no, 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 no. We we gotta worry about it because I, I want to ask you a question for the listeners, bro. Because there are there are many people that are dealing with family members and people like this in their lives. Mm-hmm. How do you handle it after all of these years of dealing with it? Because I've already said how I handle it. I've gotten to the point where I'm like, yo, my answer is just flat out no. No is an answer. That's a complete sentence, and I'm done with it. I don't owe you an explanation. I'm good. I will double back when I can, when I finish my goals. And if you don't make it, I'm not going to make myself feel sorry about that, that I wasn't able to make certain memories with you. or wasn't able to give you certain things because you chose to go to the club instead of sacrifice with me. And I'm not throwing no shade. If I really got an issue with somebody, I'm going to speak your yeah, name. To you know what I'm saying? But this is a podcast. I'm not, a, you know, I'm just speaking generally. No, no, I, no, I get, I get, definitely get what you're saying. And, Trust me, I do have, <laughs> I've had family members do that. Don't call the check-in or message me to check-in. All they were just doing was looking for a handout, thinking I got it because I am Jamaican and I live in America. Mm-hmm. and think I got it like that. Not knowing I just graduated college. I'm looking for a full-time job. Did you even get a congratulations? But so, exactly. so tell me how you handle it though, Mike. Just for the listeners, like we're giving them some tips. Me, me, yeah. honestly, if you ain't if you ain't about doing right by me, I don't really pay you too much mind. You you can send me messages all you want. I'm gonna read it. If I'm gonna respond, that's up to me. <laughs> More times than not, I'm not responding. If you're just looking for a handout, if like if you're my cousin. And I know we were close when we were younger, you know, just we grew apart, you know, life hits and you hit me, checking, checking up on me. And then out of the blue, one time you need something and I, and I can help you. I'm going to do it. But just to constantly keep him. Oh, let me borrow some money. Do it look like I have a money tree? No, nah, you're the ATM, bro. Like, that's why. That's why I'm also careful about what I post on social media. Mm, like, talk about it. Everyone posts every time they're doing something lavishly. Like, you can probably go to my social media and I post here and there. Like, I may post one trip, I may not post the other trip. Because mm. there's no point to. I may just, I like to just post a beautiful day and me and Steph is out. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. I don't. Or I post more stuff about stuff that I'm doing in the community or my teens, or that's what I get tagged in. Like, I don't really post about what I do on a day to day basis or every time I'm doing something big. Like, no, for what? It's like, people, I'm not trying to keep up with the Joneses. I'm not trying to have everybody in my life. Like, important big moments that I want the world to know, I will let them know. Like, what I mean? Like me and Steph got engaged. Yeah, I let the world know it happened. All right, now leave me alone. <laughs> Feel me? Like my plan, the plans for plans for the, the the wedding. Whenever we get to that, and everything, people ain't gonna know that. I'm not gonna post that. I may post a picture the day of the wedding. Day of, yeah. I I don't like posting save the dates online and all the information about the. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm a, 
the people who who I want and need to be there will get a personal invitation. However, I decide to do it via email to save money because people don't realize you can save money that way or old mail or I just hand it to him myself. It's that's that's how I'm rocking right now. That's my sacrifice. <laughs> I, I definitely appreciate you. I, I don't think we need to beat a dead horse. Um, I, I don't I don't really have anything else left to say for this episode because next episode is inevitable. It has been requested time and time again. And I think this is the first time I'm actually going to let the cat out the bag early. Cause I'm Whoa. like, I'm really Whoa. just gonna hype this oh, shit up. Don't man. do that. Don't do that. I know. Ip it up. Ip it up. Ip it up, man. Because it's like, and first of all, do you have anything left to say about sacrifice and generational crisis for anybody that's dealing with it? Anything? Any last words for them to move forward? Change your thinking of, change your thinking of a generational curse. Start to call it generational consequence. Because mm. it's a. It's a trait that your family continue to do over and over. Are you the one willing to make the sacrifice to break it? Mm. Okay. That's it. Um, I, there's no way in the world I'm, I'm going to be able to type what Mike B just said. Um, <laughs> so the only thing I can say is I can just be as ignorant as in belligerent and blunt <laughs> as possible. I know how I'm coming. Like if it's a problem, let me know. But Fuck them people, man. <laughs> Straight up, man. It's 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 always love, but sometimes you just got to take a break from the people that you love and people that you just their energy leeches, man. You you got to protect your energy and protect your peace at all costs, and then go obtain your goals. You can double back and give these people the world; they still won't mm-hmm. be satisfied. I just need you to understand that. So listen right now. You know what I'm saying? It's not about being selfish. It's just about protecting your peace, protecting your energy. So you sure you ain't got nothing else to say about this episode, though? Nah, we good. We good. We good, bro. So listen, man. We're we going to get into the marketing and mental health tip. But before we get off of here, I just got to really like, I'm excited. So we found our referee. But with us finding our referee, we kind of turned it into a damn WWF 1997 <laughs> hell in a cell type of match, bro. Was, yeah, man. It's, it was supposed to be me and you talking about religion and spirituality. And we were supposed to have a referee, a neutral party that was going to chime in when they needed to back out, chime in when they needed to and back out. Man, we, we kind of messed up, bro, because the guest that we brought on is. Don't let that cat out the bag yet. <sighs> man, don't, don't let the cat out the bag yet. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, I, I mean, I am excited for next week. Like it, it's, it's going to be different, bro. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Like I've, I have a lot of clients that are um, into that realm, that, that type of spirituality that, that, that this guest is into. Um, and they tell me all the time, Hey, we can feel the, 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 the just feel it coming off of you. You know, you got a lot of ancestors around you and they protect you and they're strong. And I do know what they're talking about. Cause I see them. But we're gonna get into that next week. We're gonna, we're gonna get into that next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just hold on. Hold on. Just a little while longer, bro. A little while longer. Yeah, man. It's it's I'm 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 so looking forward to it, bro. Somebody gonna catch these hands. I know that, bro. 
I just want to tell you before we get into it, it's going to be super respectful, but I'm not coming to have peace and love with y'all in that episode until the end. I'm going to say what I got to say, and I mean what I say. And I'm expecting the same from you. I'm expecting the same from that guest. Because it's time. We got to, nobody, nobody really wants to have this conversation about religion and spirituality in the melanated community. We want to, you know, everybody wants to dibble and dabble about it. They say, oh, stay away from that in politics. No, 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 no. We welcome the smoke. Got to talk about it. It's, it's, you got to understand the differences and where people coming from to truly understand each other. So, so I got to say about that. Oh, yeah. It's no different than our LGBT episode. Facts. We're not, we're never afraid of this, man. We're going to ask the questions that need to be asked and we're going to be respectful about it. Yeah, man. It's no hard feelings. We just want to see where people's heads at. That's a fact. So, we're going to hurry up and go ahead and kick up off of here, man. We're going to bore him to death, man. So, uh, <laughs> neighborhood therapist, mental health tip for the day. Please stop self-diagnosing yourself. You don't know what you're talking about. You are not bipolar. You just Aggie and Moody. Let me... Let <laughs> you don't have OCD. You just don't like being in filthy spaces. Come on now. Now, if you really, really want to keep going and you really want a diagnosis, by all means, go visit a psychotherapist, even a psychiatrist, if you want to take it that far. Go get an official diagnosis from the DSM-5. I need you to understand that that diagnosis will follow you. It will follow your health record for the rest of your life. And you will have a proper diagnosis of bipolar. But please stop walking around calling people bipolar because when you say something to them, they flip out because they don't like what they hear. They're just moody. They're just aggy. Relax, please, for real. The, the labels are hurting us out here in the black community. Like, cut it out. Enough is enough. Mm-hmm. Especially if you don't, y'all not even looking at the diagnostic uh, criteria of what comes with bipolar, man. And it's hurtful to the bipolar community. So I know I'm joking, but I'm dead serious. Relax, chill. Enough is enough. And the other part of this is stop blaming it on your zodiac sign. If you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. Stop saying, oh, it's I'm a Gemini. I mean, we, I mean, Gemini's, we are dope. You understand? But yeah, we, got our, we got our flaws. But I'm not, I'm not about to be like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's only because I'm a Gemini. You know how I go. Like, no, bro, if I, if I spaz on you, you know what it is. It's me. Oh, here you go, Gemini, duality. You're going to cross your back. Man, I can't. I, if I'm being, if Mike, you let me know if I'm wrong, bro. I can't even think of somebody that I didn't kick their back in. It's not my thing. <sighs> I'd have my back kicked in enough. I had to get back surgery and all types of things. But, man, that's here no there, bro. Go ahead with the marketing tips, man. Stop self-diagnosing, please. Marketing tip of the day. Understanding disruptive marketing. So this is new term. It's been, it's been coming out lately, disruptive marketing. And people need to understand what that what it really entails. So with this type of marketing, it's basically introducing unserved service or product to the consumer or on the low end, it's bringing down what's in the market to a low end of individuals who don't really need all 
the um bells and whistles. Nah, explain that in layman terms, please, because I'm I'm really interested. So now think about it like this. Remember when iTunes came around? Yes. That blew everything away. Everybody had iTunes, right? Yeah, because Napster was the thing before that. Exactly. So it's something that no one knew knew about, but it was a service that was needed. It disrupted everything. It's just like Napster disrupted CDs and everything. It's just like mixtapes disrupted the music business. It's something new that provided a service that people wanted and didn't know that they really needed. So what, so what is the takeaway? So what is our takeaway? If you're trying to, you know, it's a marketing tip. So if you, if you want to make your own business, think of something that's disruptive. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Get you know what I'm saying? Yep. Don't just, just, don't try to make something that someone already made or maybe improve it. Try to think of something completely different that will take the market by storm. Well, I like that. That's that's a good ending. Make love, not war. I'll see y'all next week. I'm ready. Peace out, you folks. Know, you know what? You know, I take that back. I take that back. Oh, man. Here you go. <laughs> I want y'all to make love, not war, but I'm going into war mode because next week about to be fun. <laughs> so, so I'm going to go ahead and go back to love is love. I'll see y'all next week. <laughs> oh man. Alright folks. This is Black Man Misunderstood Podcast. We see y'all.